from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to 2020. It's a new decade of Hammer Down Racing Report. Whew. Scott, hard to believe we've been doing this in two decades. Well, we were off last week, so we got a lot to cover in tonight's show, and uh, we there's a lot happening we got the uh 2019 Land track champions we'll be talking to uh both uh todd sherman and tony anderson we're also going to uh, hear from jerry keezer the uh, announcer he was originally going to uh, be in the studio tonight but uh let me know this morning that uh, he's been <laughs> under the weather there's a lot of that going around yeah and we're also going to talk about yesterday's uh, racing action at Sandusky Speedway. Craig were, Dittman the, joining us in the studio. There was racing yesterday? One of the winners. We have two of the winners from Sandusky Speedway in the studio. Really? The Ron Miller Race Car Studio here with us really? for the first show of 2020. That's amazing. It is. Uh, you're pretty happy, too. Were, were you smiling sort of when Steve's engine broke? No, and, not at all. Okay. I was really looking forward to racing with him. He, uh, he looked pretty uh, impressive. He, he looked heat, racy. Though. But uh, we'll talk more about the Sandusky Speedway hangover race and all the action that happened yesterday, uh, as well as uh, we got a bunch of uh, news to get to as well. We had the Gateway Dirt Nationals, the Rumble in Fort Wayne. So uh, lots to talk yeah. about. Did Before we jump into all that, you probably didn't see that Bobby Gerhardt. Uh, I did see. Did you see that one? That, okay. Yeah, has, he's not going to be racing. had a heart attack, and he won't, be, uh, he won't be racing the ARCA race first time in years. So uh, that's exactly. pretty sad. Yeah. I didn't add that to my notes. Just but he'll be all so right. Much. Well, that's good. Well, he'll be back in a race car. Okay. That's because he's a racer, Wait, and it's what racers do. Was he 61, I think I saw? Mm, could, uh, I think he's only 61. Uh, so he's young he, compared yeah. to you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking before we came out. How many decades have you been racing? I've been racing in seven different decades, Scott. So, and the Hammerdown Racing Report has now moved into its second decade. Actually, I have won features in seven different decades. So okay. it's, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Not many people can say that, I don't think. Uh, not many people are foolish enough to <laughs> race in seven different decades, Scott. Uh, well, and you did uh, run in the snow or ice and race on New Year's Day. Yeah. I don't know how many sane people would say that, too. Well, so did you, so. and so did I. So right, I, I right. guess there's nobody saying that. Actually, either. yesterday was a really beautiful day. It wasn't bad. For for January, I think. Yeah, I saw you shared that uh, the video from one? 2010. I was there in the stands that day. Were you? That was fun to watch. It was like yeah. a blizzard. Especially the, the front-wheel drive cars where they went down it's into the first turn on the green flag and half, 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 half the turn field one. went off into the beans. They kept going straight. That was funny. <laughs> Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter Periscope. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google. We did have a um, Scott Hammer is replacing Bobby Gerhardt. That's, uh, okay. That's according to uh, uh, a former flagman of uh, Oakshade Raceway. Really? Yeah. He needs to rethink I, that. I don't it's weird because I had not heard that yet. That's some good news, though. Uh, anyways, uh, where was I? Well, it's probably some, from some folks that watched you race yesterday. Yeah, and, probably, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's it. Um, yeah, we got to get a hold of that hammer guy. <laughs> and uh, there was an exclusive episode of the Hammer Down Racing Report last week. Uh, it was only on iHeart uh, Radio. Mm-hmm. Well, and all the podcasts. It wasn't on right. the YouTube video or Facebook video. It's a little best of kind of thing. Yeah. 
Just a little snippet of all the guests we had on last year. I was just putting it together. I was like, man, we talked to a lot of freaking people last year. Uh, and we had a great time doing it. That's yeah. the fun part of this show. And we'll be talking to a lot of people again tonight. And all year. Yeah. And possibly next week, uh, you're not going to be here. But I, I, uh, we're yeah. going to arranging a, a special fill-in in a possible uh, fun interview. For yeah. That, but that's not confirmed yet. It's kind of in the working stage. So we right. won't say anything yet. It'll be a surprise. Not to me. Make sure to give Ron Miller Race Cars a call, 734-856-7223. You got any cars you need to fix for, uh, after yesterday? No. Um, one engine we've got to replace. But uh, but you yeah. don't do engines. No, I don't. You got a guy. We we, we have a guy, and, and he's a good guy. Is there anything salvageable on that uh, motor from Steve's car? I don't know. It blew the water pump off the front. <laughs> That's probably That's, not a good sign. That's not good. We looked in the hole in the side of the oil pan, and uh, I, I almost think that the crankshaft might be salvageable. It was a pretty high-dollar crank, so if, if it can be repaired, it would be worth doing. But, uh, yeah, there, there's a window in the block, and like I say, it blew the, the water pump off the front. So, Will yeah. Lightning McQueen be back in time for uh, the season? He opener? will. But we were talking, Kathy and I were talking about that on our way in today, and really— um, if there was a, a problem in the engine, it was much better that it showed up now rather than first race of the year. That would really put you behind. And that's what happened to me twice the first two years I did the hangover race, uh-huh. where it was okay during the hangover race, but then the first race of the regular season, I did, yeah, bad things. Oh. Yeah, yeah bad. so... Uh, we'll talk more about uh, the hangover race here in just a minute. Fine. I uh, want to talk a little bit about the uh, Gateway Dirt Nationals, which... Uh, we're going on, actually, just starting the last time we were live in the studio. Uh, Rusty got a, a heat race win, so that was yep. pretty cool. Congratulate him on that. It wasn't the win he was looking for, no. but uh, true to form, one of our guests did win. So, uh, in the end, Derek Losh won the 10,000 win modified feature. Kyle Larson was the midget winner. Aaron, Anton Hernandez uh, got upside down and... Uh, uh, couldn't finish. He ended up uh, 16th there. And Tyler Carpenter beats Brandon Shepard, driving Donnie Schatz's Rocket XR1 in a photo finish for the $30,000 paycheck there. I didn't get to see any of the, the replays. Uh, I saw some replays, and, and if you can find it, Scott, it's worth watching. And uh, any of the interviews are, are definitely worth listening to. And uh, Rusty Schlenk ended up finishing 12th, I believe it was. Yeah, after uh, some mechanical issues during the feature yeah. so the track got pretty rough and uh he, he bounced hard caught some air and broke something in the rear end the motor revved up and didn't do either of them any good i got to see a, just a little bit of it uh that thursday the opening night thursday night right some pretty good racing was it pretty impressive i like it yeah they got the track figured out i think at least they did thursday um as far as putting in putting on some good racing. next indoors. year i guess they promised that they will have some some better clay uh, I guess the dirt that they had in there is kind of recycled dirt uh, that they use for motocross, and uh, it, it didn't hold up real well. Okay. And they promised it'll be better next year. Uh, the 22nd annual Rumble in Fort Wayne took place last weekend. Yes, this and they didn't weekend. have to worry about that track coming apart. Because <laughs> they raced right on the concrete. Right there. on concrete with Coke syrup. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Make it nice and sticky. Uh, Tony Stewart took the uh, midget feature win over uh, pole sitter Cap Henry on Friday night. 
Nate Franklin snapped John Ivey's win streak by taking the checkered flag in the winged 600 outlaw main. Ivey stopped uh, on the front stretch and ended up 14th. Saturday night, though, different story. Stewart, though, again, he advanced out of the B main for his second midget victory of the weekend. John Ivey claimed the uh, winged 600cc outlaw and 600cc non-winged dirt outlaw A main win. So a good weekend for Mr. Ivey. Way to go, John Ivey. Yeah. There must have been some after effects. Of the oh, end, absolutely. So. By the way, uh, we haven't. I don't know if you're familiar, Craig, but uh, if you're on the show, usually you win your next race. That'll so. work for me. Okay. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> uh, it might be a while, right? When's your next race? Uh, we should be starting off in Lima, I believe. First so race of the May. season. Yeah. Okay. I think it's late April. Late April. Yep. All right, uh, and then, of course, yesterday was the uh, first race of 2020 at Sandusky Speedway, the annual hangover race. 45th annual. 45th annual. Pretty cool. It's been a few years. I think it started, was at. Uh, I thought it started in 79, though. That wouldn't be 45 yeah. then. Well, I don't know. They've been advertising but it was 45. 45 years. Anyways, uh, that guy over there uh, picked up the Champagne Stock feature win, but was it a pretty good race with, uh, with Craig Dippman here driving – the winged bomber battling the, would you call it your late model and outlaw late model, even though yes. it's yeah, it is. just because it had the sideboard on right, it? Right, right. But it was your regular late model with right, the sideboard. Right, right. Uh, the engine is out of our outlaw car and oh, okay. hadn't been a real priority, but uh, it'll be back next year. Now, you had to chase him down. It looked like either you were kind of taking it easy or you were having a tough time getting around him. It was kind of hard to I, tell. Scott, I had... I listened to a couple of my crew guys, and we put some hard tires on. And at the end of the race, it definitely paid off. But, boy, I was worried at the beginning. Uh, and, and I had to go, if I was trying to beat Craig, I had to go where he wasn't. And he was going where it was drier. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I'll just run down here in the water, and I'll get it blown off. And um, I wound up having to follow him a couple of laps. Uh, got a good run on him and got lucky. But uh, well, you got by him once, and then he drove right I, back I, around I, you. Yeah, showing no respect at all for his elders. <laughs> got to make you work. Got to make you work. So what did you think about? Was he tough competition there? I, it was as hard as I ever worked to win a race there, Scott. All right. And then for you, you just kind of put it on cruise control once you got by him. Well, once I got by him, I had some heat in the tires, and I could pick where I was going to run, uh, and, and that wasn't a problem then, but trying to pass him you have to race where he isn't and so and, how, and that was a problem and how many what's the uh your win total now for the hangover race somebody was asking that was 15 it was, somebody thought it was 50 i think <laughs> 15 15 yeah 15th, all right and the other guy bill hart wild bill, bill hart he had won 17 so he, i've won a couple 15. more years it could that's, become the ron miller that's 32 out of 45 so old bill and i have uh had our share of the wins, there. and and it's fun. It really is, Scott. It's a it's a it's a great race to go to. Um, I think a lot of the NASCAR guys are are finding out that going back to your roots is is fun. You know, Tony Stewart, Kenny Wallace, uh, a lot of the Ryan cu- Newman, uh, Ryan Newman, a lot of the Cup guys are going back uh, and running dirt and having a great time doing it. A lot of uh, them are going to be at the Chili Bowl. I got a list uh, we'll talk yeah, about here in a little and, bit too. Uh, I I think we need to. I think racers in general need to start paying more attention to having fun instead of presenting this image and, you know, you know what I'm saying. You're a big NASCAR fan. That's what you're saying. Yeah. 
So Craig Dittman over here he was running two classes. You were doing double duty, running also running with the in the open class, the the champagne stock right. as well. But you are also running with the in the open class, the. the The champagne stock right. as well. And where'd you end up finishing there? Were you second? Yeah, finished yeah. second. So that's pretty damn good. Yep. yep. And yep. obviously. No way in the world was he going to win too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's because that was right after you had just right. won the Moonshine stock right. feature. And that was right. a pretty good battle. Tell us, uh, tell us about uh, your car and what made you so fast and why I saw you lap me at least once. Uh, we just worked on the setup. We were gonna we were gonna put some big tires on for the outlaw class, but decided to stay with just the setup and and focus on making it handle a lot better throughout the day. And and it wound up paying off. We stayed with the with the two barrel. And yeah, that our, was like that was just a bone stock 500 <laughs> CFM two barrel. Tell us about that one, Craig. Well, KB's KB's got a setup pretty good. KB Carb has a setup pretty good with a two barrel to run down with uh, Lime and Eldora rules, and uh, now the motor motor seems to like it. So, uh, so basically, the rule there is the carburetor has to have only two holes in it. Correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. And and yours might be. Bigger than normal? Actually, that one there is, I believe that one's still gauge legal. Oh, okay. I, I do have a big one that is wouldn't pass the gauge, but no, I believe that one that All one still right. passes the gauge. So. And Chris Mize did say that uh, he did check the, the car before. Yeah, and you believed Chris, right? He said he was going to give me cookies. Okay. <laughs> I want those cookies, Chris. And the check's in the mail, Scott. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Just like your extra five dollars or That's whatever it, it was, uh huh. Um, and this was was this, this was kind of a big win win for you, wasn't it? It's kind of a milestone. Well, first yeah, win since you've been back. Since we've been back, yeah, we 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 had a rough year last year getting through, and kind of had to take the back seat and play car owner last year, and and uh, and my brother Dan run run uh, the stock car for us last year. Uh, hoping to get back into running full time this year, as long as we don't have any further catastrophes. So, so you're going to be uh, running against uh, Tony Anderson here, trying to get, assuming he's going to yeah. be defending uh, his yeah. uh, title down there at Lima Land. Yeah, we'll be down. We'll be taking the stock car down between uh, Lima and Eldora this year. Is what we're going to focus on. What we kind of planned on last year running. So uh, that's going to be our focus. Okay. And you've run. You're no stranger to Limeline. You've you've no. won down there. So, oh, uh, we got one win, the big one. Yeah, yeah I, I remember Jerry uh, talking about that. Yep. Uh, that was what two? Not this past year, but the year before, or was it two years ago? I think that was eighteen. 18. So yeah, not this Kieser, past year, year before. Yeah, Keyser Memorial in yeah. eighteen. Yep. Yep. That was your. That wasn't your first time. That was win. the. That was the first win. Was it? Yeah, we've been racing no, down. No, but that wasn't your first time racing there. Though. No, gotcha. no, no. That was by your no, first win. no. I think we started racing down with them guys down. I believe it was two thousand and three. We started. It was either o two or o three when we started racing down there, and we usually put in anywhere from three to six or seven races down there uh, with Lima, and then uh, race a couple here and there. We usually did the. Uh, Memorial Day and Labor Day weekend down at Aldora when we could keep the car together for the weekend, for the long weekend. Okay. Now you've got enough cars in your fleet, so you're going to have a dedicated Lima <laughs> car. And yeah. Then... Yeah, we got, uh, we got the one car that's going to stay set up for Lima, and then we got the, the 74 car that we had out there uh, this weekend is going to get all the safety uh, equipment for, 
setting up for Eldora. Okay. Eldora rules. So yeah, and then kind of keep that as a backup for Lima, and if we need to switch a gear and run her there. So what is there any differences as far as uh, the competition between like Oakshade and Lima or? Uh, there's competition everywhere you go. Uh, the the competition uh, down at Lima and Eldora is stout. Um, it see the depth of it seems to be a lot a lot deeper to whereas you have a huge field and and the uh, it seems like there's a lot more guys that are capable of winning any given night down there. Uh, Oakshade still has some uh, good competition that we wind up with, just not usually the deep numbers. It was Jeff Oaks or Terry Rushlow was going to win? Well, this year was a, this year was a this year was a. <laughs> well, challenge, you weren't running most of right? this year, so. Well, we tried. We tried uh, toward the end. Uh, yeah, we well, we got we put two in there that we really made them work the end of the year. But uh, when I when we were able to get the seventy four out, but uh, the twenty one car, we we were. Working on through the year and and really got it uh, looking pretty good. Yeah, Danny was doing a pretty good job getting that one getting that one squared away when we finally got. Uh, that was kind of like our trial. We were putting a lot of experimental stuff on that to make it work. So did you find things that that worked? Definitely. Did you find things that didn't work? Oh, uh, we oh you, <laughs> yes we did yes there were some don't do that moments okay. yeah yep All right. well. Uh, Good luck in uh, twenty twenty four. You going for track championships then? I think we're yeah, down at uh, down at Lima. Lima. Yeah, I don't believe I don't believe we're going to be running full time at Eldora with work and everything. But I I think we're going to shoot as long as I can get the work schedule squared away. I think we're going to be running full season down at Lima. Okay, and yep. I'm sure we'll see you at Oche a couple times. Well, once in a while, yeah, yeah, we'll be up there. I don't know if we'll bring. What about the, uh, the you're selling stuff uh, in the pits there? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah be doing we, that. Uh, yeah, we. You'll have somebody as, doing that as, for you. As far as it is this year, we should be. Uh, I haven't confirmed anything with Chrissy yet, but uh, we should still have the at least a parts trailer going this year, and okay. and it seems to be it seems to be doing pretty good. Uh, getting quite a quite a few things and being out there for twenty. I think we're on twenty years that we've been actually racing circle track, so. Uh, being out there as long as we have, uh, we kind of figured got, out what you've got we a need. pretty good feel for what's going to break. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, let's uh, cover a little bit of racing news here, and then we'll give uh, Tony Anderson a call. We'll start off uh, with him as far as the Limeland champs. Well, fine. Um, did you hear about uh, Bearfield? Yeah. Big announcement there just before Christmas. Bearfield Motorsports Park announced. Uh, back uh, Saturday before Christmas, that they're going to cease operations in 2020 because the landowners want to uh, sell the property. Bearfield personnel had until uh, 12 midnight on uh, New Year's Eve to vacate the president premises. Yeah, I thought that whole thing was a little strange, but uh, yeah, I think I, there's probably more to the story that we don't know. But uh, you know, that'd be all speculation. Yeah, I'm not going to share internet stuff, but yeah, that's what I've I, I saw some that's what I've read as yeah. well. Uh, and, and on both sides doesn't too, matter so. yeah it, it, it the, the end story is is it not gonna be racing in fort wayne it, it just doesn't seem that way unless somebody steps up uh other with than with a lot of money it sounds yeah, like yeah other than the current promoter there uh who knows well they got the dirt track on the inside there so yeah you want to be a promoter you want to be a track owner <laughs> not really okay well 
when I was young and stupid, I did, but now I'm older and wiser, and I don't think there's any chance. All right. Uh, also, while we were off, uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame member, team owner, driver, and moonshiner, Junior Johnson, died at the age of uh, 88. That was uh, the Friday right before Christmas. Yeah, that, that, that was sad. You know, I mean, he's been such a huge part of NASCAR for so long. Uh, Flat Rock and uh, Toledo Speedways have released their 2020 race schedules. Toledo Speedway has uh, only actually uh, seven auto racing events, not including the Monster Truck Show and stuff for uh, the entire season. Their schedule starts with the uh, Arkham Menards East 200 on Saturday, May 16th, and ends with the Raleigh Beal Classic USAC Silver Crown National Championship on Sunday, October 4th. I always thought that was earlier in the year, the Raleigh Beal Classic. Yeah. Uh, probably whatever fits USAC's schedule. There you go. Uh, Flat Rock's uh, pretty much weekly schedule starts uh, on Saturday, uh, April 25th, with the Motor City 200 CRA Jegs Late Models, the Junior Late Models, and the Modified Invitational. Um, ends with the uh, School Bus Figure 8 show on Saturday, September 5th. So mostly Saturdays for Flat Rock like normal, but a couple uh, Friday shows sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. Um, Tulsa shootout started on Wednesday, that'd be yesterday, with uh, 1,397 entries in seven different classes. They uh, started with over 400 hot lap sessions, and then they uh, started heat race action. That doesn't take a toll on a dirt track, does it, Scott? First class was 34 heat races for the outlaw non-wing micros. Uh, Anton Hernandez started third, and his heat finished second. The top 112 in passing points will transfer to eight qualifying races later this week. That's the uh, same place they're doing the, the Chili Bowl. Right. So that's going on. Um, speaking of the Chili Bowl, we'll skip to that real quick here. Uh, Where to go, Scott? Oh, here it is. <laughs> oh, good. Had to skip down. Chili Bowl uh, National start in about a, a week and a half. There's 300-plus uh, entries for that so far, and they include... NASCAR drivers, Ryan Newman, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, J.J. Yaley, Chase Briscoe, Justin Allgaier, Alex Bowman, Rico Abreu. Well, he's not a NASCAR driver. How do you get in that list? He runs trucks. <laughs> Does he? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Rico Abreu, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., uh, some IndyCar racers, Connor Daly, Santino Ferrucci, Ferrucci, whatever. Okay. James Davison as well, World of Outlaws, sprint car drivers, Donnie Schatz, Brad Sweet, Darren Pittman, David Gravel. And even Lucas Oil late model driver uh, Tim McCready on the entry. Well, and, and he runs so the big block modifieds too, so he's he's familiar with open wheel. Okay, midgets. He can drive the wheels off of anything. He's a good racer. Okay, okay. So uh, a lot of big names, like you were saying, uh, the NASCAR guys getting into uh, grassroots racing. They enjoy it. It's yeah. fun. Uh, after a couple of nasty flips for Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell while midget racing in New Zealand, it was room, rumored that uh, Levine Family Racing ordered Bell not to compete anymore in New Zealand. Uh, even after the following quote from Bell, it's still up for debate as to who made the call of him not racing anymore in New Zealand. But uh, according to Bell, he says, quote, After crashing on Boxing Day, I decided it was best for me to skip the rest of of the New Zealand tour in preparation for the 2020 Chili Cup or Chili Bowl and uh, Cup season. Got to make sure you're healthy <laughs> so, for that. It may have been a suggestion from somebody that said, yeah. you know, you may want to not do that. But, you, know. you know, there are a lot of drivers looking for seats. Yeah. 
Uh, World of Outlaw Late Model season begins this weekend at Vado Speedway Park. Actually, is it tonight or tomorrow? I think tomorrow. Okay. So I, it's already... I think practice. You started the season yesterday. World of Outlaws starting at uh, seasons. Pretty yeah. soon it's going to be year-round. It's crazy. And uh, that's... Uh, that, that'd be okay. I know. Well, some of us can't afford doing it all year round. I mean, we were talking about... You were saying uh, before we came on about somebody couldn't race unless they were making money at right. it. And we're like, right. people make money at this? Uh, what the some hell? some people evidently do. I'm I, I once in a while get it to like yesterday was one day that I actually walked away ahead. But yeah, you probably made more money than anybody yesterday. Yeah, with, with... I didn't wind up too bad. I I think I could buy some dinner, but get my a... winnings covered my uh, pit passes. Did they? Yeah, nice. Yeah, I was happy with that. Right. <laughs> Uh, how about we give uh, Tony Anderson a call here? He's the uh, Bud Thunderstock champion, actually 12-time champion. Well, right. Have you raced against him, I'm oh, sure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen him at uh, Millstream before. He gets around, yeah. He gets around, yeah. Yeah, and he's running. He runs both the both the stock car and the modified most places you go. We ran against him, uh, I think, at Mont- Montpelier Mash. Did you win? Uh, no. No. Do you still have your modified, Craig? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be hoping to break that out a little bit this year, and uh, once in a while, and I sure would like to talk the wife into heading down to Florida for February. Not sure well, if that one will go, but <laughs> sounds like fun. Uh, Wish you luck. Always. Everybody needs to do it once. Hello? Hi, is this Tony? Yes. Hey, Tony, it's Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Craig Dittman here in the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. It's the Hammer Down Racing Report. How are you, how's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good. Tell Mr. Dittman, go Seahawks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, knew you, I knew you would like that shirt, Tony. What's, what's Oh, yeah. It's, uh, fellow Seahawk fan. Since 86, man. Yep. What, are you guys like the only two Seahawks fans well, in Well, we were, we were for a long time the the only Seahawks fans that were in the Midwest here. And, uh, I think 06. Yeah. 06 started a uh, little bit a uh, little bit more of a fan base, but But see me and you were Seahawks fans when they were getting their butts whipped every every year in the playoffs, you know, but right. they, they win a Super Bowl, almost won a second Super Bowl. Now everybody's a Seahawks fan. Right? Yeah, I was I was hanging with them when we had the uh, the current longest playoff drought streak going on. So yeah, I don't want to hear they about win, it. They, I don't want to hear about it. They win their division no. every year right. and can get beat in the first round of playoffs. Right? But they made the playoffs. I'm a Browns fan. <laughs> we haven't been, and that's only because well, I lived in I'm the sorry. Cleveland area. Yeah, I'm sorry about you being a Browns fan. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it can't be much tougher than being a Lions fan. Right. Now, oh, yeah. Now, you know how to win. You're uh, you're 12-time Lima Land Thunderstock champion. Is that correct? Uh, 11-time Thunderstock, one-time modified. Oh, one time. Okay. And you have 24 titles overall. Yes, 24 titles, including two of them up at Millstream. It was, it was kind of unique because I won my very first track championship in 1995, Millstream Speedway, and I won it the very following year at the same speedway and was considered a flag city championship. That's uh, the first year I started working down there. Yep, yep, yep. So that was my first two track championships, and uh, I hooked up with uh, Troy Breidenball in uh, 2000, and uh, since then, him and I have had quite a ride together. We've I've won a total of 378 features and 24 titles, and uh, 
I still love racing to, to the very core. To me, it doesn't matter near as much if I win or lose. As long as I'm competitive, me and my family are having fun doing what we love to do. You know, that matters the most to me. How do you keep track of all, all those wins? Because I always ask Ron how many wins he has. He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> really don't. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't keep track of anything for a long time. But uh, what happened was several years ago, I was racing, I think, at Montpelier, Indiana. And they made some announcement that I was an all-time wins leader. I'm like, wait a minute. How do they know that? You know, so I uh, I started looking back on things and this and that, and I started getting to count things up. And my mom has been a huge supporter of mine since 1993, since the first year I got into racing, about midseason. And she keeps impeccable records. And that I was able to track a lot of that down once I started paying attention that other people were paying attention. And uh, since then, we've just kind of kept track of it. So what what are some of the the other titles then that, that you've racked up over the years? Oh man, I've ranked uh, all Limeland titles, uh, several over Montpelier, Indiana, several down at Lawrenceburg, Indiana, especially the old Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Uh, we uh, won one over at Waynesfield, and they were racing the stock cars over there. Um, we uh, I've ran I've, I've won a lot of races at different tracks too. I won. You know, I've won at Butler, Michigan, and Waynefield, and Eldora Speedway in the, in the stock car. And I've won at uh, Montpelier, Indiana, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, Florence, Kentucky. You know, Limeland Speedway. I used to race Fremont back in the day when they ran stock cars a long time ago. You know, we won a couple races over there. And uh, I, I, I'm just showing my age by talking to them about all the time I've done this. But I still love to do it. And uh, this past year was a little bit little hard for us. I, I went to open heart surgery September. 20th of 2018 to fix an aneurysm and uh one of the toughest deals i've ever been through in my life and uh fortunately i had great family support and uh, actually a lot of racing support and um i I worked really hard last winter physically to get back and i think i'm in the best shape of my life but uh i didn't realize how long how much longer it would take me mentally to get back and when i first started racing this year things were a little sluggish for me and uh we made a great comeback from about june on but the three months prior to that, things were a little sluggish. And fortunately for me, my car owner and my crew, and I drive for Al and Eric Austin over Limeland Speedway on their modified, and uh, everybody stuck with me. Nobody gave up on me. And uh, I, think, I think it's going to be a uh, pretty good 2020 season, to be honest with you. So what did your cardiologist say when you told him you were going to get back in a race car? He was a little questionable. <laughs> he, uh, he uh he said, Well, do, do people your age do that? You know, <laughs> do that kind of thing. I'm like, What? Excuse me? And uh but I'll be honest with you, he has been great. His name is Marie Mur uh I can't pronounce the first name, but Aeropor is his last name. He's out of Atlanta here and and uh, I got referred up to Cleveland Clinic from Open Arts and they did an amazing job up there. But uh he's been uh he's the one that cleared me to race last February. And even then, he was a little standoffish about it. But when I gave him a big hug and put that picture of him and I together on Facebook and showed him how many likes and and uh, followers we had on the race page, I think that changed his mind about things a little bit. I think he was okay with it then. <laughs> Completely he, understand. He didn't uh, recommend you do a shrink or anything after that, did he? No, I don't think so. At least, at least not publicly, not openly to me. <laughs> Maybe under under his breath a little bit to his assistant. I don't know. But, now you ran. But, uh, I get a little crazy at times, and I get a little emotional. But uh, yeah, it's it felt really good to get another win this season. Like I said, it took me a while. Once we put it in 
the winter circle. I think we won seven times this year. And the first one this year in June, July, whenever that was, felt amazing because I honestly, uh, December of last year, I didn't know if I were to get back in a race car again. And uh, it was a lot of work and took a lot of help and prayers, but uh, I'm just glad to be alive and doing what I love to do. Now, you ran double duty as well. You finished fourth in the modified points at Lima Land. So, I mean, yeah. how, how much yeah. how much stress is that? It's a lot of work, but i got to tell you, it's probably more work for the crew because the most challenging part about that, it isn't driving both cars. Physically, I can do that. It's passing in the information of what the cars need in between the races because it gets so confusing between the two race cars. And sometimes three, you know, at the Monster Match, I was driving a truck for Andy <laughs> King also. And uh, so you jump out of one, you jump in the other, you jump in the other, and when you come back to the first one again, it's like, okay, well, where are we at? What are we doing? You know, everybody's looking at each other like, I don't know. So we, uh, we make it work. I've got a great, great team. A couple of my team members have been with me for a long time. We work very well together, and uh, it helps when I drive around Eric's Modified also because it, it takes races and, and stress off of our equipment. We don't we don't have two, three race cars like some people do, and we try to do the best with what we have. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm teaming up with Todd Sherman this year, and, and I, I'm really looking for – in fact, I'm picking up the new race car Saturday morning. Hmm. I'm looking really forward to that because between him and I, we have a, we have a lot of experience and a lot of years of racing, and uh, – I, I got a really good feeling about that hookup. I'm sure it's probably probably not a good feeling for all your competitors, uh, two champions <laughs> teaming up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's exactly what it is. You, know, you can look at it as I'm buying a car off him. You can look at it as he's selling the car to me. But me and Todd have talked about this for the last couple of years, and it finally come come to face this year. And I, I, you know, we're both treating it as more like we're teammates. We're going to work together. He's got, uh, you know, he's it, what he does for a living, he builds race cars. And what I do for, not for a living, but almost, is, is I drive race cars. And I got enough experience to give the input that he needs, and he's got even more experience than I do to help me in, in between the lines and some of the things I might be missing out on. And uh, we've already conquered a few things together and just the building of this car. And uh, I think there's just some great things to come out of it. Um. I was going to ask, do you have a preference of driving either the the stock or the mod? Man, I got to tell you, I've been asked that a few times, and uh, I, I truly love the stock car. You know, I've won races in, in seven different divisions, including you know indoor goat carts and uh, mod lights, and little mod lights, and uh, hobby stocks and super stocks and bombers and modifieds and and uh, my my if I had a favorite. Is probably the stock car because I, I just truly love throwing that thirty-two hundred pound race car around in those turns and and how it handles and how it reacts and, and I feel the most comfortable in it. I, the modifieds are fun to drive, but when they're not right on, they're they're a handful. And and I'm sure there's people that come in your show every week they can attest to that, but. But I just think that uh, if I had to pick out a favorite, it's probably the super stock. I think it's got just enough power to to, to cure my need for speed, but not and then too much power to overpower those eight inch tires and uh, keep it under you. And the car is heavy enough that just makes it that much easier to drive. I think. Okay, uh, you got your first championship. You said at uh, Mill Street Speedway. I want to get uh, your 
your thoughts on the current state of, of that facility. Oh, Scott. <laughs> I had to do it. I don't think you want to hear my opinion. <laughs> okay. Well. That, that is a great racetrack. Yeah. And it is a complete shame where it has come that whole situation. And I'm going to probably just have to stop right there because if you get me going on it, you know, all the people are listening on the air, all they're going to hear is beep, 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 beep. Because I think it's a total load of crap what's happened to it and, and who's ran that thing down. And, and I don't care who's to blame. It's just total bull crap. So that, that's what I think about it. All right. I, I can totally, totally understand. So you're playing. I love that place. That, that track was amazing. And, uh, and it's, it, it is. It's a it great is. place to race. And it is yeah, a shame. Yeah. Uh, your plans for uh, 2020, are you going to uh, go for another uh, championship or two at uh, Lima Land? Yeah, we've made some changes. with uh, we're, we're, uh, As far as Lima Land goes in the modified campaign, I'm going to run Alan Eric's uh, 2016 Lightning car again. Uh, he's made some upgrades, and uh, we're doing some things under the hood, I think, are really going to help us out. Um, I'm going to run the stock car again at Lima Land for sure. Um, I think we're going. We're we're waiting to see what's going to go on with Eldora's schedule, but I'm, I'm really pushing that way. We're going to run concentrate in that place. I just recently started running a stock car back there again after many years of not running it down there, and we're picking up on some things. And it's a little different than the short track game, but we're going to concentrate in Limeland. Uh, we're going to race Eldora, and now I think we're going to float around a little bit, you know, Montpelier, and uh, we like racing up at Plymouth Speedway up in northern Indiana. We're going to play around up there. There's some other races that I've never been to, like the Oakshade two-day show when they run the modifiers over there. I think I want to attend that this year and, and do some things that I haven't done. But uh, we're going to concentrate big time on the on – the, I like to get back up in the top 15, the national points in the modifier. We changed 38 this year, 37. And I like to get our act together there. And It, it takes a, a little bit of a budget and some good luck to make that deal work. you got to run a lot of races and – and we're going to concentrate on that too. And then I'll be running this brand new modifier um, everywhere other than Limeland. We'll be running it, and uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping for some good things with it and some con- some consistency. And uh, we're actually the car I've raced the last three years, my my diamond car. We're actually putting Bill Griffith in that this year, and uh, we're lo- I'm looking forward to teaming up with him with that. And and uh, we have Keith Shockensy coming back to drive our other stock car at Limeland this year, and. Uh, we just, uh, I think it's important for us to spread it around a little bit, and give people opportunities to race that I, you know, they don't have a budget to race. You know, Frank Paladino drove our one modifies last couple of years for us, and and uh, I think that's more important to me and Troy than just throwing sixty thousand dollars into a modified and go out there and try and win every week. I think it's more important to spread it around and and have a race team and enjoy doing what you're doing with the people you like doing it with. Okay. Uh, one final question for you. Actually, before we get to your final question, is there anyone you said a lot of people help you out? Is there anybody you want to recognize uh, for helping and, and out? And t- talk to us about your sponsors, you too. Go. Oh, man. Now, now you're catching me. <laughs> I can't never remember. He's sponsored every time I give a speech there. Oh, Scott didn't give you a homework <laughs> assignment? <laughs> i tell you what. When I, when I uh, gave my uh, little speech here at Limeland on the front stretch this year, the last night of racing, I even had to borrow Jerry Keyes' glasses to read my note. That's, that's, that's how old I'm getting. But, um, you know, Texas Roadhouse has been with me for a long time. Um, Sugar Street Barn Grill, all my sponsors have. Um, 
Don Jenkins Jewelers, Web Insurance Company, Charles Lehman Funeral Homes, um, Mid American Cleaning Services is owned by my car owner Troy Brydenball. They're obviously a huge part of our deal. Um, we have uh, Doc Wheeler over at Raby Chiropractic here in Miami. He's kept me going ever since I I flipped a stock car twenty years ago at Millstream and and screwed up my back a little bit. He he's kept me going every year with that, and he sponsors us and. And uh, I think there's a um, Port Royal Cigar out of Finley, Ohio. Uh, they've been a long-time sponsor with us. Um, I like the, you know, Ross and and my long-time crew chief, Neil, and RJ, my mom, my wife. All these people work on this car. They don't just sit around and bench race. You know, my wife washes tires, and she's been on her car up and changed gears before. And the guys are in the shop four or five nights a week working on three or four race cars, and you know, my mom, like I said, she's been an integral part of it for a long time. And uh, I just think that um, without all these people, you know, I've never run, I have never won any of these races or championships. It's been a group effort between sponsors and people who have been working the race car. I just get to do the fun part and go out there and wheel it around. I'll tell you right now, you see these guys working on these cars at the track, and it, it's impressive to see see that much stuff done they are they are a top-notch team over there all right. well, i appreciate that man they they, they do they, they work their butts off. not just on my cars they're always oh yeah working on somebody's cars if mine are sitting there somebody comes with a flat tire or a car next to us has a problem you will you always see two three of my guys helping other teams out and that's real important to us because that's the way the team's been through my whole career and uh that's that's a big deal to me that's the way racing's supposed to be. Again, we're, yep, I agree. We're talking to Tony Anderson, the Bud Thunderstock champion down at Limeland for uh, 2019. Uh, final question for you, and we've been asking this of all of our track champions that we've had on. We've been having track champion shows for all the area tracks here. Uh, final question is, who would, who would win in a uh, race of equally prepared big wheels? You, Todd Sherman, or Jerry Keezer, we're throwing in the, the Lima Land announcer in this one because he, he used to race trucks, so he still might. Well, let's see. If I'm going to be, if you're going to allow me to be biased, of course I'm going to put my money on me. Because <laughs> um, your crew is going to help you out, right? Yeah, yeah. That, my crew will fix that thing up. I can hear you. I have no problem turning left by the time they get done with it. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Honestly, I'm probably going to say I, I think it would be Jerry, and I, I, I'll tell you why. I think in the first turn, he would probably dry eye that big wheel in there so hard he would take me and Todd out. <laughs> and he would end up being the first one across the finish line. All right. I think that's I what would happen. That. I could see that. Okay. All right, Tony. Well, uh, we appreciate the time. we got to move on and talk to Todd here, Todd Sherman. And... Uh, we wish you the best of luck in 2020 and everything you got going on there. Well, thank you. I appreciate everything you guys do towards racing and everything everybody does. And Craig, nice talking to you, brother. And make sure you guys tell Todd that I say hi. I'll see him Saturday morning. <laughs> Sounds good. You have a good one, Tony. Y'all have a good one, man. Take Thanks, care, Tony. Guys. Bye, Tony. There you go. Tony Anderson. I like him. Oh yeah, what a character there! Oh, it, it, the whole crew down there is they they are a great crew, fun to be around, and, and really a great. Uh, hand, I'll tell you right now, if you ever needed anything, any one of them will jump to give you a hand. Yep, good guys down there. Cool. 
We all love the low country lifestyle, which is why we should do our best to protect it. To get insurance that helps you protect your home from whatever the low country throws at you, contact CT Lounge and Company today. Their local agents can review your coverage to help make sure you're properly protected. CT Lounge and Company has been helping protect and insuring the low country since 1850. Visit ctlounge.com to learn more and request a quote. That's ctlounds.com. Uh, another track champion here from Cherubusco, Indiana. I just like saying that. I like that. I'm going to try not to dial 911. Again. Evidently, it's a problem. It, yeah. <laughs> it may have. 911, uh, what's your emergency? <laughs> what's the response time? Well, they called back uh, because you have to hit nine to dial out and then one for long distance and... Apparently the one registered his, his twice. Fa- his oh, finger geez. stuttered. I thought I had hung up before it went out. Hello? Hi, is, hi, is this Todd? Yes, it is. Todd, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Craig Dittman. It's a Hammerdown Racing Report. How's it going? Going good. First off, I want to say congratulations on uh, your modified championship there at Lima Land Speedway. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, how many years uh, have you been racing? Oh, wow. I've <laughs> lost track. 1984 was my first year, so that'd be going on 35. I don't know. A lot. A lot. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> uh, what'd you, how'd you get started in racing? Oh, my, my mom actually drove, and my dad uh, built the cars, and racing's just been part of what we've done every Friday and Saturday our whole lives. Uh, uh, did you grow up uh, in uh, in Indiana? Is that uh, where you're from originally? Yeah, the Warsaw Speedway was one of my you know first memories, and that's it's closed. And then a villa, and it's closed also. And I remember a villa. Uh, my, yeah, my mom and dad. My mom. Well, my mom drove. My dad built the cars, but my mom raced at all those tracks. All right, now she she was a full time racer, not just powder puff events. No, she was one of the first like ARC registered ARCA drivers and she ran against the men. Sure. She ran when women wasn't even allowed in the pits back in the day. I know that there were some pretty crude signs that used to be in the pits. Yeah. Yeah. And so since she was a driver, they, you know, they let her go in. She was one of the first women to go in the pits. Was she uh, competitive with the guys? She was pretty good. I mean, she, she won, I think, maybe two or three A mains, and she won, you know, lots of heat races and stuff. But it was like 99% of my friends we've all met through racing, and she just loved the racing people, and she liked being part of it. And, you know, she enjoyed it. So my dad, she had some magical power over my dad. I finally <laughs> figured that out after I got married. So you had a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, year at the Lima Land. Four regular season wins. You finished 18th in the national points uh, for the modifieds, uh, and your seven-time champion. Was it all seven uh, in the the modifieds? Correct. Yep, all seven. I think I've won seven King of the Quarters and seven championships at Lima. Wow. Uh, I, I saw you got 161 uh, modified wins since uh, 2004. Is that still correct? Do you, do you have you got more since then? I think that well, number. Well, that's just, that's basically just UMP stuff. Okay. So we've we've won some non-sanctioned races, and 
I went to Montana a couple of years ago on a vacation, and I won an IMCA race out there. So, went, went your... on vacation, took your race car. <laughs> yeah. Did you take your car, or did you borrow somebody's? No, I actually I bought a used one, and I put it all together. My plan was to go out there, and then I got some friends out there was to try to sell it. So I won the second night, and then uh, one of my friends from out there ended up buying the car, and so... I had a trailer with me, so I bought his car and brought it back. He had a stock car, so I brought it back. Now, we were talking to uh, Tony Anderson just uh, a little bit ago. I guess uh, he's he's getting a, a, a modified from you uh, that he's going to run everywhere but Lima Land, and uh, he's kind of teaming up with you, right? Yeah, that's, it's pretty exciting for me because Tony's, Tony's a great competitor, and we enjoy racing with him, and we have similar driving styles, so when – there's been so much technology come into this race and that when you can get input from other drivers to help, you know, to help you out. So me and him, you know, racing together and, you know, at the same tracks all the time, we'll be able to get a lot of input from each other so that we can make the right adjustments. Now, do you race each other uh, clean? Well, yeah. <laughs> it took a little bit for you to answer that. Has there been any, uh, any uh, rubbing? No, you know, I've raced I raced against Terry Hall for probably 30 years and our cars maybe made contact one time and Terry won all the time obviously. Tony wins a lot. I do my fair share of winning and the three of us all have similar driving styles. If you I tell these young drivers it's like you got to avoid the contact at all costs cuz what it does is flatten your tires, bend your steering you know, that kind of stuff. And you can't win championships if you're sitting in the infield with a flat tire. Right. So, Tony drives very respectfully and very, very good. I mean, he knows when to go and when not to go. And on the start of the races, you can get tore up pretty easy. And he's just a very smart driver. Now, you've raced at a lot of a lot of tracks uh, even this past year, right? Not just Lima Land. Right. Uh, Tony runs at Montpelier and he ran some at Eldora, so he missed a few nights at Montpelier. But I was um, talking about you. Didn't you run oh, Montpelier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ran together there. We ran Kokomo, and uh, we won the ethanol race at Gas City. We try to run close to home. It's just really, really hard with a business, and you know, traveling around a lot is really hard to do anymore. But hopefully next year we can do. We did run a couple of the summer nationals races, which was kind of fun. Okay. That's actually I was going to ask you what what are your plans uh, for next year? We're going to do the same thing. Lima, I mean Lima is such a great place to race. The point fund's really good. The track's always good. Um, so obviously we're going to run there, and then obviously we'll be a Montpelier some for sure. But uh, we like running Plymouth. Um, and then I think you know I'm going to have a couple cars, and I got a guy that has a car he lets me drive so i think we're going to try to do some more of the summer national stuff i haven't looked at the mods mod schedule but uh there's five races uh the end of the series uh with the late models uh, are the mods going to be at those shows too yeah you where was that at well plymouth oak shade yeah. uh i think yeah. Merritt, butler and i forget I did. yeah I'm gonna kind of put that on my uh, I think they follow. schedule to run those races because I think it I think it's like Plymouth and then Butler and then Winston and then 
Tri-City Speedway. Yep, yep. And then I think it comes back to uh, Oakshade then after that. Tri-City's a nice place. You'll enjoy it. I've I've never I actually ran I think I ran there on asphalt I think it used to be an asphalt track <laughs> oh it, 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 the, the the asphalt track is still there actually you pit on the asphalt and there's a three eighths mile uh, pretty nicely banked track in the middle so yeah you'll you'll do well there you know back in the day we would run the same car asphalt and dirt and I went to Tri City and ran on the asphalt and then the next day we went to Crystal and ran and I won the A main on the dirt there and. With I the same I car. Would, same car. Well, absolutely, yep. Scott. Yeah. Okay. I mean, did, did you change the tires at least? Uh, it was the same tire. We we probably put new ones on, but it was back in the IMCA days, it was, you know, the same tire, asphalt and dirt. Okay. Well, that's impressive. <laughs> uh, speaking of asphalt and dirt, uh, you're not too far away from Fort Wayne, right? Cherubusco? We're not. Yeah, we're only uh, about 20 miles north of, of Fort Wayne. Did you get, uh, did, I don't even know if they did any modified uh, races when they built that dirt track a couple years ago at uh, Bear Field. Did you get to run there at all? You know, I didn't, but uh, they. I think they did run two races there, and I was I was wrapped up in a points battle at Montpelier, so we didn't go. But I did go down and test on the track in a buddy of mine's car and that you know the news channels was out there and they wanted a couple people to bring cars out to show them what was going to go on but it was kind of a neat little track but it, it was pretty small hmm. so that I'm, I'm guessing you're not too upset then uh that bearfield's not going to be running in 2020 you know it's like my business is building race cars and selling parts so i don't want to see no so. tracks closed so they they had the half mile and the three eighths which is asphalt and they're not necessarily closing it. It's for sale. For sale, so yeah. Somebody could come in and buy it and do something with it. I don't know. I mean, the price is a little bit high, but <laughs> we're we're hoping that somebody somebody comes in and because I did build a couple new asphalt cars last year for some customers that ran there, so um, it would hurt my business obviously if they if they didn't open it back up. Any any uh, um, desires to be a track owner? I've often thought about it, but <laughs> take some deep pockets. It, it takes deep pockets, and then the, the you're counting on the weather so much. Like Lima oh, had yeah. seven races, and how many rainouts? I mean, it was just just unbelievable. And Montpelier was the same way; they had a ton of rainouts too. I think everybody had rainouts this past season. But uh, uh, before yeah. I, I got one last question for you. Before we get to that, though. Uh, is there uh, anybody you want to recognize uh, for helping you out uh, this past season? Maybe talk uh, a little bit about your business there as well. Well, uh, my crew chief for the last several years has been uh, Rick Zock, and he he's phenomenal. And he was Terry Hall's crew chief for mm-hmm. when Terry was winning all the championships at Lima. And Terry got uh, cancer, and then he retired from racing, and they sold out. And so Rick has been a huge huge help to me and then uh ferris commercial mowers come on a couple of years ago and sponsored us and that was a pretty neat deal i i had bought a ferris mower from john bibbler at home iron sons uh like because they always sponsored uh, bibblers and my parents always said you know support the businesses that support racing so 
I asked John, I was like, you guys have Ferris as a, you know, as a sponsor. You guys sell them. Yeah. And so I told them I'd take one and they, they delivered it. They drove like, it's like an hour and a half drive, but the owner of Homeyers dropped it off here. And that's what I was mowing with. And it was just kind of cool to pick up that sponsorship. <laughs> but, uh, Dave Yeary is uh, one of my car owners. Uh, I own a couple of cars myself, but Dave buys a new car from me every couple of years and he lets me drive for him. And, that's a pretty neat deal because he does all the work, and then I can just show up with my helmet. So that works. That's the easy way to do yeah. it. <laughs> uh, Pro Pro Strip in Fort Wayne, they do all my powder coating and stuff, and they help me out with that. And they do, you know, they do a great job. All Star Performance. Um, a lot of the vendors that I use at my shop to sell their products, they try to help me out because I, you know, try to sell as much product for them as I can. So that, is that how you that do I, it too, Ron? Absolutely. Sounds like you have a, a similar shop uh, that uh, our Ron Miller Race Cars has. Yeah, I've never met Ron personally, but uh, there's been a lot of race cars in the area that you know that he built. That's for sure. Yeah, we, we've we've done a few, and yeah, enjoy doing it. It right. is. It's it's a lot of fun. It's you know, it's like it was a hobby for me, and then. I built my own car, and then other people were like, well, would you build me one? And it actually just kind of snowballed into, you know, becoming a business just because I enjoyed building my own cars. When I first started racing, and, and you were probably kind of the same way, um, you, you couldn't go to a store and buy a race car. You either bought somebody's used stuff or you built your own. And right. You still can't go to a store and buy a race car. I'm oh, going to go to Walmart, have, pick yeah. up my new bomber. <laughs> Uh, you certainly can come to Ron Miller Race Cars right, right. or Sherman Race Cars. <laughs> right. They'll be glad to sell you yeah. one, Scott. <laughs> well, I meant not a regular store. You're not going to go up to the uh, the what car do you dealership. Mean, a regular store. A regu- like, you go to the race car store, Scott. Okay. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, one last question for you before we let you go, Todd. Uh, again, we're talking to Todd Sherman, the modified champion uh, for 2019 at uh, Lima Land and uh, seven-time champ, as a matter of fact. We asked this uh, question of Tony Anderson just a little bit ago. Of uh, and we're going to ask you the same question: Who would win in a race of equally prepared big wheels? You, Tony Anderson, or uh, Lima Land announcer Jerry Keezer? Oh, I would definitely win. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why it is that? It don't, it don't matter what the competition is. I play to win. I don't care if it's cards or what. But I actually. Won the uh, pedal tractor pulled our local fair many years in a row, where they they got a sled like a regular you know sure. tractor mm-hmm. pulling deal, and so I got I got pretty strong legs, so I I think I could take them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, well, Tony said that uh, he 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 picked Jerry Keezer because he figured he was going to drive it so hard in the turn one he'd take both of you guys out. That's a good possibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd. Well, good luck in 2020, and uh, we appreciate the time. Hey, thanks for calling. All right. Thanks. Bye. There you go. Todd Sherman, your uh, 2019 Limeland Modified Champion. So, cool stuff. How about we give uh, Jerry a quick call? Okay. Since uh, he was ill, and I told him we call uh, sometime between 7 and 9, and it's 7.59. So, technically, that's still true, right? Got to get the right one here. Mm-hmm. 
You can say something. Well, what do you want me to say, <laughs> Scott? <laughs> just throw me under the bus. Go ahead, Ron. Say something. Just right. say anything. Right. That's okay. how you started out your first show, right? Yeah. Just, just dead air. It's all you. Just talk. Hello. Hi. Is this Jerry? Yes, it is. Mr. Keezer, the official voice of uh, Limeland. I'm not feeling like much of a voice tonight <laughs> with this cold, but I'll take your word for it. Well, how, there's a lot of that going around. <laughs> so you're not feeling any better? Uh, a little bit. It's clearing up a little bit, but uh, hopefully I'll, I'll be back in the top form by May so we can get back to announcing. All right. Well, we, uh, we've we already talked to to your uh, two-track champions down there, Tony and uh, Todd, so we'll just, uh, we just got a few questions for you, if, if that's okay. All right. Um, you know, you... Raced uh, the the dirt truck. The was it, a four cylinder dirt truck. Yes, sir. And did you get to race that at all this year? I know you used to race at Waynesfield all the time. Nope, never even took it off the trailer this year. Uh, on the fence, what I'm doing it in 2020 because uh, there, I guess a gentleman, Andy King, who uh, raced stock cars at Limeland for several years, he's actually starting a, a, a dirt truck, dirt track truck series for all the four cylinder trucks. Uh, they started racing a bunch over at Montpelier and Gas City last year. And looks like he he wants to keep that class going in some way, shape, or form. Uh, if Waynesfield doesn't want to jump on board, then I mean, I maybe look at traveling somewhere over the you know on the weekends when I'm not not announcing. So, cool. Wasn't there a? I thought I remember like a, a asphalt track uh, extended an invitation to that uh, that class after Waynesfield uh, wasn't going to be running. Shady Shady Bowl was it Shady Bowl? A bunch of yeah, a bunch okay. of guys down. I never made it down there. Every every time I go to Shady Bowl, it rains out. So I, I don't want to go and ruin the race for any more fans. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about Limeland here just a little bit. How uh, how was things this year with uh, with Tony and Todd taking the uh, championships? Other than than losing the very first month of the season to rain, we lost the entire month of May to rain. But after that, once we got rolling, we had some races that, that just knock your socks off. You know, Tony picking up his twelfth overall track championship. Todd picking up his seventh in the modified at Limeland. Uh, Todd also winning the king, king of the quarter mile on the final night in the modifieds. Uh, those two guys, their competitive spirit and the way they race week in and week out speaks volumes about the racing we get to see at Lima Land. Okay, and, and it looked like the uh, the points were actually you know, they fairly close in uh, you know pretty deep through the the top five there in both those uh, classes as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, guys like uh, Daniel Sanchez leading the points. Realistically, all he really needed to do was finish the feature, the the final points night at Lima Land, and he had problems and didn't. That allowed Tony to, to sneak in and, and snag the, the points championship because of this consistency. Todd, all year, is one of those guys, it doesn't matter where he starts at in the feature, you can pretty well guarantee by the end of the feature he's going to be in the top three spot. You know, picking up feature wins along with that, that's how Todd was able to to wrap that up at the end of the season over Jerry Bowersock. Um, uh, yeah, this is what I was going to ask you. Do, you. do you have any inside uh, information as far as uh, anything planned for uh, 2020 at Lima Land that you could share? Nothing big. Uh, talked to a uh, business manager at Lima Land Motorsports Park, Stephanie Swallow, tonight. Uh, basically status quo, where we're going to open up May 1st. You're going to see the NRA Sprint Invaders back under new ownership in this year, Ron Hammond's sold that uh, group, and they are going to continue to run mainly at Lima Land as their main track, but they'll be traveling elsewhere as well. Uh, our Northwest Physical Therapy UMP Modifieds will be back in action throughout the season, as well as the Budweiser Thunderstocks. 
plan on bringing in the dirt track trucks a few races this year as well. Uh, looking at uh, the big date on the calendar, June 19th, Ohio Sprint Speed Week for the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Mother Nature has not been kind to us the past three seasons, unable to get that show in. We are praying that God will uh, work with us this year and give us a beautiful day so we can have the All-Stars in. Tony Stewart's group can come in and put on a great show for all the fans at Lima Land. What, what night of the week is that? That's a Friday. Wasn't the weather the uh, reason that uh, they quit running the ALMS late model series? That yep. was well, a big hamper. Every time we tried to schedule late models, it seems like it, it dumped rain, both the, the ALMS and the, when we had the World About Law late models. Remember it well. <laughs> I wow. bet you do. Congratulations, by the way, Ron, <laughs> on the, the hangover race. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it just brings fun back into racing. We were talking about that earlier. Don't know if you caught it, but uh, that race is, is just, it, it's all about fun. And uh, if you take it seriously... Yeah, you should have brought the truck out for that. Yeah, I, I've thought about it, but here, here's my only problem. My, my dad ran up, ran up there, ran it a couple times, and he didn't have good things to say about it because back in the day they didn't throw a, they treated it like an enduro race. If you were out of the groove, they didn't throw a yellow flag, and it was like ten degrees out. I think that day he said he nearly froze to death. He was sick <laughs> for two weeks. Well, there is the cold. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that that part hasn't changed, but. Uh... <laughs> Um, uh, they take a lot better care of the track than, oh, yeah, than yeah. they used to. You know, I, I mean, there there was snow on the track at the top of ice. top of one and two. That ice, was ice, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, <laughs> right. my my son unfortunately blew a motor and uh, put some oil on the track, and they were fifteen minutes cleaning it up. And I'm sitting in the car shivering, thinking, my, oh, go- my, my god, my god, folks, this is ice. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of oil's not going to hurt anything. No, no, there were there were chunks. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of chunks they were picking up. Oh yeah, I oh, I, I guess one of the guys picked up a part of a con- hand. part of a connecting rod. Didn't inspect it real long though. I know no, that. No, he was like, "Whoa, it's hot." <laughs> um, any? Uh, do you have uh, any insight of uh, as far as things going on at Waynesfield for uh, next I year? I have heard heard some rumblings and rumors of hearing a twelve to sixteen race schedule for them. Really? I don't know how true that is. I, I, I'm hoping that's the case. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing racing back there. If not on a weekly basis, at least semi-weekly, even if it's a couple times a month. That's too too good of a track to, to sit going to waste like uh, a couple other places. Kind of like Millstream, huh? Whoa! Oh, I wasn't going to throw any names out there, but yeah, yeah. I thought that was his job to bring yeah. that up. See, I didn't even do that. <laughs> well, I just beat him to it. All right, one last question before we let you go and you get better so you can get some rest there. Uh, we asked the uh, Tony and, and Todd this question. Uh, who would win in a race of equally prepared big wheels, you, Tony, or Todd? Let's just say I'm already reinforcing the front end. <laughs> so you were listening earlier when uh, Tony picked you? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like it'd be a fun race yeah, to watch. Those, those, those guys are so uber competitive and have been, it, like Todd said, it doesn't matter if it's cards, racing, you name it, he wants to win it. Tony's the same way, and I've been pretty much the same way, too. You know, I, I come from a, a long line of race car drivers at Lima Land. My dad was a track champion, and to, I don't know if Tony brought this up. His very first race car that Tony Anderson owned was driven by my dad back in 92 at Lima hmm. Land. So, Did not yeah, know so that. you know, we, we all, all would be definitely going for it, and we, uh, I, I don't know that I would intentionally take anybody out, but I can't say that I would uh, – 
Well, he didn't lift. say it would be intentional. He just said you'd drive it too hard into one and take Not him lifting, out. Not so. coming into yeah. one. <laughs> I just drive it in and pray to God it sticks. Yeah, well, you'd be using the other two guys to uh, I, I make did it that stick. with Craig yesterday. <laughs> Instead of eight wheels, turn it would be three, nine. Nine wheels turn better than three. There we, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I did some math. Well, uh, hopefully we, we get to see uh, maybe uh, a time or two at Oakshade. Uh, you've helped me announce down there, and it's much appreciated. And, uh, hopefully... hey, and I appreciate the invites up there. You know I love coming up, and love seeing to see all you guys. Right. I really hope to see them this this year on the front stretch again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Craig's yeah. going to be uh, running down there at uh, Lima Land. So, he, yeah, he wants yep. to, to Craig, talk to you again. Craig, I, I owe Craig an interview. The, yep. the night he won the Keys and Memorial, uh, we lost our wireless mic. I did not get to do a, a victory lane interview with Craig Dippman. And, and let me tell you, I, the number of times I've watched him race the Keys and Memorial, he's been close on multiple occasions. And in 2018, he came out and, and put on a show, put on a clinic, winning the Keys and Memorial. And I felt terrible that we didn't get to talk to him. Well, that was do it now. Favorites. Right now. This is your opportunity. <laughs> here's, your, here's your victory lane interview from 2018. Go. Craig Dittman, you are the champion of the 2018 Keezer Memorial. Let's talk about all the people who got you here. Oh, we had a lot of people in the in the pits that night. Jamie Fowler, uh, my brother Dan, all my family, my wife, my daughter. Uh, everybody was there that night. Uh, it was a great, great prepared track. That track was a blast that night. That was one of the funnest nights I've had on that track, and it is one of the funnest tracks I love racing. Uh, the uh, I think it was Jeff Metheny that we were playing with up at the front. Uh, he wound up getting me uh, on one of the restarts, and we pulled a move out. Uh, Ron caught a glimpse of what that move looked like yesterday uh yeah we pulled that same move on jeff getting back around him and uh fortunately uh fortunately got to run away with it and get the win that night well i tell you in all seriousness one of the coolest (laughs) things about that my dad back in 87 got his first career feature win up at oakshade in the bombers and to see somebody like you that ran the bombers at Oakshade to come down to Limeland and pick up a feature win, it's, it's, it's a great feeling for me, and it's fun to see you guys come down and race with us. Oh, it's a blast to be down there. And I'll tell you right now, the 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 guys, the respect that we've gotten from it in over the last uh, 17, 18 years that we've been running down there, and we unload, we're competitive when we get down there, and uh, it's it's a fun time. Uh, the 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 stock car drivers were hoping to break the modified out a couple times maybe this year and race it uh down on that track but the stock car guys are are hands down they they show you respect and and it is a blast uh to unload and have fun down there well we look forward to seeing you back in 2020 at lima land and scott ron thank you guys for all that you do thank you for having me on again oh we Absolutely. look forward to seeing you at oakshade a couple times this year and when you get better we'll we'll get you in the studio here sounds good man sounds like a plan <laughs> all right jerry we'll take take care of yourself you two guys see ya thanks, right, thanks. bye jerry keezer voice of uh lima land motorsports park there uh and maybe get to do an in-person interview i sure hope so that was a that was a good time so uh about time to wrap things up here but uh, last week's how many was yeah. actually it's two weeks ago when we did this was uh wasn't really such a as a how many it was a what position was ron going to finish in the champagne stock oh. feature and uh you did you did not uh sandbag to win 
this. No. Since you finished first, and Chris Mai is in the studio with us uh, two weeks ago, he picked first. Yeah. So Chris Mai was our in-studio winner. And only one person actually picked you to win online, as far as our uh, Facebook Live uh, audience. Scott, they're tired of me winning there. <laughs> Well, my, they don't. They don't come to Sandusky to see me lose or well, to win. I'm I hesitantly sorry. They want to see me lose. I hesitantly say that it was my brother that uh, he said five first that you were going to finish fifth, and then he <laughs> changed it to one later. And I was going to say, well, as I knew somebody else's first guess was one, I was going to pick them as the winner. Nobody else picked one. So, really? So hmm. Brian Hammer, he is the uh, winner of the Big D's Pizza. So uh, you'll have to get with Dean Henry there and work that out. The Big D's Pizza. How many award? There you go. Didn't he say he was going to bring pizza to the hangover race? Yeah, we never saw it, Scott. Yeah, I totally forgot about that until just now. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, I thought I, I thought about it this afternoon when you were talking about cookies and candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's our pizza? Yeah. Um. Well, maybe one day we'll be cool enough to get some. Yeah, we'll give him next year. So that was last week's uh, how many? This week's how many? Uh, has to do with tonight's show, as a matter of fact, again. Really? Yeah. And surprisingly, it's been very low so far. And we're about done, so it could remain very low. Was how many times is Ron Miller going to mention on tonight's show where he's going to be next week instead of being in the studio? So far, it's been zero. Well, cool. <laughs> so. Anybody that follows me on Facebook uh, is going to know. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, that's a could given. Be so back downtown here somewhere. So we're going to give Craig. Yeah, yeah it could be. A, is there a walleye game next there Thursday? There might be. So I think it's following we'll, something. We'll though. give Craig first dibs. How many times is he going to mention where he's going to be in tonight's show? Six. We got time. <laughs> Not that much. That seems awfully high, but okay. Kathy. One. Okay. So far, it's been zero. He hasn't actually said where he's going to be, and you kind of control it. So I, go ahead. Oh, it's zero. Okay. So and I'll no say, promotion. You got a I'll mic say in, two. You got a mic in front of you, and you're not going to promote. I no. I'm if not. you want to win a if Big somebody D's wants to know pizza. where I'm going to be next Thursday, check my Facebook page. Oh boy! If you want a chance to win a Big D's pizza. Uh, you can uh, enter your guess as to how many times Ron's going to mention where he's going to be next Thursday night on uh, our comments any, in the Facebook Do you have live. any idea where I'm going to be, Scott? I know exactly where you're going to oh, be. Okay. You're going to be just a couple blocks from yeah. here. I might even be parking out back. You probably could. Probably be better off. Mm-hmm. That was my thought. That's usually where I park when I go to all the walleye games. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Roddy, Roddy Schroyer has a guess that so far is the same as yours. Really? Yeah, you guys must have. You guys are probably in cahoots. Keeping it quiet, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's it for the show for this week. Thanks to Tony, Todd, Jerry, Craig, and Ron, since you were a winner. That's it. Number one is show number 110. Oh, this is show 113. One, wow. Wow. Show number 113, yeah. Hmm. Since we didn't started this. So. Like Kermit the Frog said, time flies when you're, time's fun when you're having flies. Did he say that? Yeah. I always thought he said, it's not easy being green. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) Wow. Do you remember Robin, his little nephew? Yeah. Yeah, I used to like him. Yeah, this show's just gone off the rails now. Next week on the show, uh, working on a big guest uh, since since Ron's going to be elsewhere and uh, working on a a fill-in co-host for that next week, too. 
So far, nothing has been concrete, so I don't even want to say anything about it. Nothing's It'd been be cool. confirmed. It will. It would. It could be really cool. So make sure uh, to follow us on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And sadly, that's a guest that I've been working on for a while. I know you've been mentioning it, and I was like, man, I don't have anything lined up for next week. And you suggested Charlie, and Charlie has the connections. And I was like, hey, see if he wants to uh, come on the show next week. So he's like, hey, that'd be nice to talk to him. It's you been a would. while since I talked to him on the air. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Just uh, keep an eye on our uh, Facebook page. Um, the guesses on uh, the Facebook aren't where he's going to be. It's how many times he's going to mention where he's going to be. They obviously know where you're going to be. <laughs> you think? Well, he's actually mentioned it a couple times. He just hasn't, hasn't mentioned said, the title of it. Well, or where. Right, he implied. He implied it, but he correct. Did not, so that doesn't correct. count. Well, until he actually says the two words of the place of where it's going. The to, Huntington Center. Until he says that. Until he says it. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to because Craig already did. Uh huh. Yeah. I can't move this mouse. Does that count? <laughs> there we go. All right, it's time to get out of here. Thank you for coming in, Craig. Well, thanks for having me. Late. Uh, Late notice on that. Oh, yeah. After the win yesterday. Right, right. And then we had to go to work and got up and uh, not a problem. All right. Well, good luck uh, on your championship run at Lima Land and uh, racing at Eldora and everything else you got going on. Anytime you you want to head down, just let me know. We'll take you. All right. And you have to hook me up with with, uh, Brian there so I can get my sprint wing next year. Oh, yeah. For next year's hangover. Hey, if it's going to be cold, you can borrow mine. I, temperature's got to be up there for me to be at that race. It was 39. It was nice. Sun was it, out. It started off a little cold. It was. It, was it started cold. off a little chilly. All right, we're out of here. Yeah, we'll we see are. you in two weeks. Yes, you will. We'll be back next week uh, right here on Facebook Live. And uh, don't forget, you can listen to us on demand, iHeartRadio, Google, iTunes, wherever, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's where we're at. We'll always be there invading your dreams that's it and nightmares i know i was you have been listening to the hammered down racing report from the ron miller race car studio listen on demand on iHeartRadio. hey there my name is michael laminato and this is pit pass f1 a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport from Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.